welcome to the Business of You podcast, the show dedicated to helping service entrepreneurs build a better brand to grow a bigger business. I'm your host, Michelle Griffin, and I'm here each week empowering you to put yourself out there, sharing actionable tips and inspiring stories so you can create your personal brand, grow your dream business, and build your future, all while making more income and more impact doing exactly what you love. I'm super excited you're here. Now let's get going with today's show. Welcome to the seventh episode. Here I am with my guest, Lena Sarstic. She's one of the first people when I started my daily journey on LinkedIn that we connected about personal brand building. And I think she had even obviously started getting out there before me. So welcome today. We're super excited. Tell us a little bit about where you are and what are you doing now and what you're from, and then we're going to get into your story. Sure. Sounds good. First of all, super stoked to be here. Michelle has been absolutely amazing. She's one of my uh, biggest, biggest supporters on LinkedIn. Definitely look to her for a lot of my tips, which has been awesome. So great connection. So yeah, my name's Lana. I live in Canada, Vancouver, Canada. Originally I'm Croatian and moved to Canada in 2009. And so my whole life, pretty much, I worked in corporate for seven years, uh, mainly as a product manager for about three to four years. And then in February, 2020, I decided to quit my job and become an entrepreneur. Figured I could just kind of build a company really quickly. It doesn't happen like that, but in the journey, I quit corporate with the goal of starting a company, but what I actually came out with was a personal brand. And now 16 months later, I'm at the point of potentially kind of starting my own, I'm my own business. So it's been a really long journey and I've just basically found that I really do love content creation and LinkedIn is the absolute best platform for it in my opinion. And so right now what I'm doing is doing a little bit of freelance writing and I'm also working on a new business, which is going to be in the coaching space. So this is probably the first time I've mentioned this on LinkedIn, uh, but super excited, but really excited to talk about my personal branding journey and hopefully help a lot of other people who are on the way. Yes. Well, congratulations on that. When I left my job it was January 31st, and that's when you left your job and started, but you got right into it. You got right into that thing. And I, I was going to take a sabbatical and then COVID <laughs> hit, whatever. So I got a later start than you. So you're way ahead of me. What are some of the ways that, tell me about your story. Like when we wrote this up and we talked, you had a little snippet about kind of the personal feelings you had about when you got out there and you're like, well, what next? Where do I go? So tell us a little bit how you were feeling back then. So when I first left corporate, probably the first two weeks was bliss because I thought I was, you know, super awesome for super cool for quitting corporate. And I remember in my last week on my job, everyone's like, you know, call us my super rich CEO. And I was like, that's not going to happen. But it kind of felt good because I know a lot of people are maybe like a little bit jealous. Like, you know, she gets to go and do this like crazy new thing. So the first two weeks were awesome. I was like, I'm on top of the world. I'm going to be an entrepreneur. This is what I wanted to do. And then after I tested my first idea, which failed, surprise, surprise, uh, I got my first taste of failure and it really terrified me. But something that happened before that was I had a mentor who basically mentored me right from the time when I quit corporate and was going into entrepreneurship and trying to kind of get more on social media. And I actually have him to thank for a lot because he really pushed me to just be open with what I'm doing in terms of yes. what I'm building what my lessons are. And so he kind of instilled that into me from the beginning. So in the very, very early stages, I was actually a little bit active on Twitter of all platforms. And I got a little bit of traction, but I think when I felt that first failure, 
it just completely really destroyed me. And that was when I went in and that was also when COVID was hitting. And so mm-hmm. it was a really tough time because I really started to question, you know, did I make the right choice? And it finally made me realize, you know, this isn't going to be a one to three months journey. Like this could be a year journey. And I was reading about people that have been on the journey for like 36 months and then they finally made money. So I got my first kind of hit of reality. So that was that was probably the the lowest point that that I got to. And it's it's all up from there. But there's definitely uh, the first high that happens. And then once you kind of realize what you've actually done and how hard it is, you go through a little bit of the challenges that you kind of have to work. No, that's that's really good. And that's why we're here today. So if you're an entrepreneur thinking about being an entrepreneur, even an employee, we're helping you with these lessons learned both of us. So we can translate that to you because one of the things I always said when I left my job, I wanted to for five years, stalled on it. And during that time, I shouldn't have taken that long to leave. I should have been building my personal brand out there, you know, building that brand. If you're in a job, want to get your own side gig, side hustle, I don't care what you want to do, putting yourself out there, building your brand because no one else is going to do it or do it as well as you. So is that something that you kind of wish you did or, or when you were I mean, you kind of just left blindly. Is that what I'm hearing? You didn't have any kind of idea. You just jumped, right? Is that what I you're literally telling me? just left on a whim. Yeah, definitely okay. would not recommend that. I think for me, it okay. worked because I just didn't want to be in that specific job anymore. Things changed and it wasn't, you know, the right place for me. But definitely it's better to create a bit of a plan and start building your personal brand. I think for me, I remember when I first got into tech in 2017, that was kind of when I really felt a little more comfortable in like my professional skin. And I remember I would look at all the people that were giving talks or they were involved in these communities. And I honestly thought that they were just special people who had some special ability and I was never going to be that. No one was ever going to meet somewhere in a place to listen to what I had to say, which was actually wrong. But I just didn't know. I had no idea how to get there. I didn't know what the first thing to do was. Like, do I go to networking events? Like, do I start posting on social media? Like the concept of posting on LinkedIn was completely foreign to me. I thought it was reserved for for CEOs and people who are like super, super professional or something. (laughs) Oh, absolutely. And I agree with you. I hear that a lot with my clients and just on LinkedIn in general. And that's why I'm so passionate about personal brands, you know, not because we want to be out there and so special and narcissistic, because we have to be completely dialed in who we are, what we stand for, what do we want to do, you know, all the things that make up who we are so we can make up and help others, you know, and having that foundation dialed in about us and then the foundation dialed in about exactly what you do who you do it for, you know, very specialized, differentiated. So you can come out with that clarity because that's where people get tripped up and then they kind of go out and go, oh, I don't like this. I don't know what I'm doing. And then they run back and then, you know, waste opportunity because my whole premise is there are so many amazing people where I'll have a voice and I'll have a message and expertise to share with others. Now, if we're going to stay hidden, that helps no one, right? So I get it. And that's my whole mission with this show and everything I do to help people put themselves out there, but show them the, the roadmap to do it. And that's why your journey is so special because you're a prime example and don't take this the wrong way of what not to do, right? And 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 you're sharing this to help people so they, they'll do it the right way. So A, you said you left, but I get it. You know, when you're in a bad situation, just getting out is sometimes the best thing. Now, second... 
one of the things that how I found you, you were very differentiated that you just said, I'm going to build in public. I'm going to show and do this in public. And that's how I first found you in the LinkedIn feeds, honestly. That is very different and unique. And I think a lot of people can relate to you that way, obviously. What was the next step after your failure that made you realize, hmm, I got to figure this out? I know you didn't want to be 36 months into making money either. So tell me what your next steps were. I think for me, the next step, I realized really soon. So after my first failure, I started writing a book, which was awesome. I self-published in September. Full disclosure did not get the impact that I wanted to get. And it was honestly because I didn't have an audience, you know, unless you want to pay a bunch of money for ads or do some really crazy marketing. I was super green to marketing. I still didn't understand really good at product development, but not, and don't know anything about social media, marketing, SEO, God forbid. And so I kind of learned the hard way that working mm -hmm. on something sort of in the dark and not really getting the feedback and not building the audience as you're building this product mm -hmm. is really not the way to go. And so I basically decided around September, October, November last year that mm -hmm. I was basically just going to go full in, focus on my personal brand, not really try to monetize anything, but just basically try and be as helpful as possible to people. My yes. big challenge was I didn't really know kind of what my niche was because I had the product management thing. I, I wrote a book about breaking into product management, but the thing is because I was in the entrepreneurial space, so that was actually an easy niche that I could have gone into, like breaking into product management, created a bunch of courses. There's a lot of people making a killing out there on that, but it just didn't really feel right to me because my heart was with entrepreneurship. So I didn't feel like it really represented the brand that I wanted to build. And so I basically just decided, you know what, like, I'm not going to prioritize, you know, necessarily monetizing right away right now. I was doing a little bit of consulting on the side just to kind of bring some cash in. And my husband's awesome. And he lets me, he let me kind of experiment. But the next step really was, how can I be as helpful as possible to people so that I can understand what value do people benefit from when I give it to them? And what are people looking for? And so the way I started networking with people and commenting on people's posts or interacting with people on LinkedIn was kind of like, how can I help this person? Is there something within my expertise? Is there a piece of content I can write to help this person? If I can't help them, then if I'm not the right fit for it, then can I connect them with someone? Because I do have a bit of a network. So I was like, maybe I can just find myself to be useful in any way possible, right? So I did a lot of free collaborations. I did a lot of free mentoring. I partnered up with the university here and became a mentor and just started basically expanding my network by being helpful. And so that was a little kind of confusing because I'm growing a brand, but I'm not really, it's kind of like, what's the call to action? Because it's not like, hey, sign up for my service or sign up for my product or buy my book. It was literally just kind of empty. Like, hey, I'm just kind of here building my personal brand and sharing value, but you know, I'm not trying to really sell you anything, which is kind of a good place to be in, but also a tough place because you start to kind of question, you know, what's the actual goal here? But I found that it really helped me really fight imposter syndrome and understand, you know, I do have something valuable to give and here are the types of people that are benefiting from it. This is a, such a great example. That's exactly right. So when you don't know, really know what you want to do, get out there and just help people. Get out and be of service, you know, and people are going to resonate with that. Show up with helpful content in your area, your lane, your expertise. Just show up, collaborate with people. That's another fast way to get out there and get your known. You want to be noticed and known, get results. That's my tagline there. But but what happens if you don't have that? You, it's almost like you, you walk out a door and go, where next? Well, helping people is the best idea. And that's how I 
look at my personal brand. It's not about me. It is about, it is of me, but it's for others. You know, how can I be of service? So the, one of the things is building a community and it could be partners, alliances, you know, all the things to so just show up and help people just make it your effort. And I'd love that. And through that, things just start rippling, right? You learn things, you learn what people need, you learn where you can be a more service and people connect you. So that's why my other tagline is put yourself out there because that's where the magic happens, you know? Then you started getting clarity because we started, you and I met in January and I think you were on, you had just published your book, you had already started putting yourself out there and you were in a different place than when you first told me in February, March, last spring of 2020. So how long did it take you getting out there helping people before things kind of started clicking and making sense for you? Honestly, probably not fully clicking until about May of this year, actually. So it was over a year, but, but there was, there was kind of different, different clicks that happened on the way. So I think this is the other thing. It's not like, you know, you build a personal brand and then bang, like everything happens and you're like, oh great. Now I can just, you know, happy ever after there's different levels and different milestones that you reach. So I think the first kind of milestone that I reached in January was basically the realization that I'm not useless and people might kind of want to care about what I have to say. And more importantly, I have sort of a different way of carrying the message over, right? Like there's no Mm -hmm. unique messages, only unique messengers. We've heard that a million times, but really the key is, figuring out what's unique about your delivery. And I think something that resonated with people is me just talking about my journey. Cause one of my biggest, uh, and, and this is kind of a little, I was going to say one of my biggest gripes with the entrepreneurial world, which is going to tie into basically my philosophy that the way that you build a startup is very similar to how you build a personal brand. And I think when you're trying to think about why you're building a personal brand, like it is like a startup and what startup founders do is they basically are, you know, going against something that really pisses them off in the world and on behalf of an underserved customer. And so for me, basically waging a war against what you feel is wrong. And for me, what really frustrated me was that people thought that you just, you know, quit your job, you build a startup and you become a millionaire and now you're Forbes 30 under 30 and it's all good and it all happened in three months. Absolutely not. And so when I first failed my product idea, when I had my first failed product idea, I know people were kind of like, oh, like, I guess she failed. Are you going to go back to corporate now? And I had to really fight the narrative of like, this is the reality. And so for me, with my journey, I wanted to represent transparently, hey, you know, it's been six months. I still haven't really done anything. Like, it's been a year. I still haven't built a company because I feel like that's not really shown and people don't talk about their, their failures. And so I just kind of figured, you know what, no one's, no one's really talking about failure that much. I, I'm not really doing and like, I'm not achieving what I want to achieve, but I feel like I don't want people to think that I'm just a failure. And so I'm just going to tell the real story, which is, this is the reality. Most people take a really long time to figure out how to do something on their own. And so I think that kind of style of messaging worked with people because I think they appreciate the transparency and I just kind of try to tell it how it is. So the the big milestone that happened in January, I think was like, okay, I understand my message. I understand the style that works for people. And then mm-hmm. May was when I finally kind of figured out, okay, this is how I want to actually monetize, which is through mm-hmm. freelance writing on the side. And then also doing a little bit of coaching. So there's definitely different levels of milestones. The next one coming up is like scaling. There's definitely multiple aha moments and it's probably just infinite aha moments. 
Oh, completely. It's like a, you know, startup founder, they're iterating all the time. But, you know, you say things didn't really click till the spring, but I, I beg to differ because you're finding each day, almost each week, something new. So maybe it didn't click for the monetization, but knowing who you are, what you stand for and your differentiation, which to me is screaming transparency, you know, how to be a transparent entrepreneur, a writer and all that. That was refreshing. I mean, I told you right off the bat, that's how I found you. And my head and ears turned because when I found your first post or something when we met, that was huge. And you're still continuing to do that. One example was the evolution of your LinkedIn picture, which I loved how you put the three, you know, the buttoned up you to, you know, the more carefree you now. And I think you even have that in your featured section if anyone wants to check it out. So it's refreshing. And you went out there, started helping people. You saw where there was a market gap and a need and how you can stand out in a different way being you to help others. So. Um, super excited and then tell us the story real quick about how you changed your headline and there was a post about how something and it just fell into your lap so tell us about that because i thought that was super interesting sure the freelance writing stuff right yes 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 yeah that's how you are doing what you're doing and then i want you to tell us about your new thing and then we're going to get your three takeaways sure sure sounds good so i've been changing my headline like crazy for the last 16 months literally just had a identity crisis for the first like six to ten months of my journey I highly recommend just switching it up all the time people don't really remember anyway so what i did i had a brief stint where i was going to run a new startup in april which uh, didn't end up working out left in may Long story short, but I wanted to monetize my writing. So I really wanted to become a freelance writer as a way to get into marketing. And so I basically just reached out to five of my LinkedIn connections and sort of half jokingly, but also half seriously, I was like, hey, just heads up, like that thing didn't work out. If you need anyone who needs content, let me know. And one of my connections actually did need content. So I was like, sweet. So highly recommend reaching out to your connections with what you actually need. So I started working for them. They're an agency in Atlanta for product management. And so I wanted my LinkedIn headline again to sort of just represent me a little bit before I did the whole rebrand and figured out what I was going to do. So I basically just changed my headline to product manager turned freelance writer because I didn't mm -hmm. really consider myself an entrepreneur at the time. I was like, I'm just going to go into freelance writing and kind of just focus on one thing. And literally two days later, um, someone from user pilot reached out to me on LinkedIn and they're like, Hey, we're literally looking for someone who understands product management, which is really nebulous if you've never been in it and writes and wants to write. And so it turns out that there's actually a lot of unmet demand for writers in the product management niche. And so hence niche down by accident, essentially, mm -hmm. I was doing that LinkedIn headline just to survive for like five days until I rebranded. And so now I'm a product management freelance writer is how I brand myself, but definitely the value of niching down is this is my first experience of it actually really, really working and, and convincing me it's the way to go. Yeah. yeah, that's a great example. And that's another point we want to make. Um, put yourself out there, go help others, you'll figure out all that, but also niche down. When you're learning, you know, you can't help everyone, the old cliche, and it's so true. Go get as tight and small as you can, because that's going to be the fastest way to get noticed. I mean, look at that. How much clearer could your thing be? And bam, two days later, you get that. So that's really huge. So that's another lesson learned, you know, and, and all this is an evolving process. And I agree, you got to change that headline. You know, some people say, don't change it. Well, those are for people who are still trying, you know, have figured it out. And I get that when you're building your brand, it is you, but sometimes you don't know exactly what you want to be doing, or you got to try things out, but keep putting yourself out there, keep doing it. So I love that you did that, but I have to give you kudos because early on, I think back in January, maybe sooner, you always had 
join my email list, you know, get on the email list and a newsletter and some regular content off platform. And that's what I'm really pushing in my clients. Definitely show up on LinkedIn, publish, but start your own home base too. Okay. And so hats off to that for you. I think, tell us a little bit about that before we get into your, your three takeaways. Yeah. I mean, the biggest kind of thing I realized about six months ago was that, you know, you got to build an email list because you don't, you don't own the content that you're producing on social media. And it's also, it's, it's a conveyor belt, right? Like it's gone. Once you post it, you can bring it back and repurpose it, but it's kind of a, a bit of a conveyor belt and email is a much more intimate relationship, I think with people. And so yeah, hundred percent. That was, that was what, you know, won me over to do the email list. And now that's one of my highest priorities actually is growing my email list where I share tips on just basically how to do what I did over the last 16 months and avoid the pain that I went through. No, that's really, that's really true. And I tell people, you know, I'm really big about repurposing, you know, it's a fleeting moment. You're lucky maybe if your post shows up in the feed a day or two later, depending how it trends, but take that content, archive it, because you can use it, repurpose it later. I've taken my LinkedIn, um, some stuff, I'm, I'm writing a weekly LinkedIn article now, and I'm also putting that on Medium. You can also, you know, start an email on Substack, get you know, monetize that down the road. So there are plenty of places and other places where eyeballs are. You know, Medium's a great, I know you know Medium as a writer. So, you know, we want to stay here at LinkedIn or start here, but don't stay here. Like continue to stay here every day, but don't make it exactly 100% your base. That's that's another lesson exactly. learned. Exactly. Yeah, so because I like to respect, you know, our, our time frame here, we're, we're getting toward the end of the, the our time. And what, one of the things I think we've highlighted your story, we talked about what you should do and kind of what you shouldn't do. Are there any other things you would recommend or caution people not to do based on what you've learned so far? I think there's three things that I kind of want to highlight that a couple of people I've chatted to has really helped. The first one is, and this is kind of, I guess, you know, really at the heart of it, the philosophy behind a personal brand, which is a personal brand is created through action. So you have to do stuff in order to actually build a personal brand and develop it and scale it down the line. And that means posting on LinkedIn, that means interacting with people, that means repurposing your content, that means actively thinking about what are your values, what problem do you solve and constantly doing that research because the more reps you put in, the more clarity you're gonna get and the more amplification you're gonna get, right? So it's really important mm -hmm. to focus on the action. The, the second thing is, and a lot of people don't realize this, and I forgot about this, but every time you publish on LinkedIn, you're actually writing. And writing is a way of clarifying your thinking. So what I tell a lot of people that are very early in their journey, they're like, oh, I don't, I don't, I'm too scared to post. What do I do? How do I get over it? And I, I told them, you know, your first few posts are probably not going to be the best just because you're not, you maybe not, you know, used to the platform, but also primarily because you haven't clarified your thinking. So you really have mm -hmm. to open that tap get the dirty water out and just put those reps in so you can clarify. And over time, you'll be able to distill your message in a much clearer way, right? So totally. writing, clarifying, and then just keep distilling. And then the third thing, which I cannot stress enough, is you need to collect feedback. And feedback isn't yes. just comments on your LinkedIn posts. This is individual DMs. This is jumping on a Zoom call. I recently went into my MailChimp stats and discovered that I had like seven super fans who are opening my emails like crazy. I'm stupid for never going in the analytics up until now. So what I did immediately is, you know, jumped on a call with these people, DM them, and now they're amazing collaborators who are helping me 
further kind of refine my content. And I, of course, help them with value, like various things that they need. But start that conversation because those people are going to tell you exactly what value they get out of you. And then also the specific wording that resonates with them and what problems they're trying to solve. So you really need that feedback loop. And that's really what's helped me over the past six months really hone in on my message and what is it exactly that I'm bringing to these people in terms of value. Such smart. Oh my goodness. These are just brilliant. Yes. Fine. Everyone has a super fan. Believe it or not, there's someone who just, you know, thinks the world of you because you've helped them. You've shaped their thoughts. You've inspired them. So latch on to that. Um, I love how you had Zoom calls. I love to do Zoom calls too and connect, you know, of course with permission because using your customer's exact words is is just gold and, yeah. and you can, it's gold because you can put it back in a post. You can reshape it as a post put on your website. When you, when your customers, clients know you're speaking their language, they're going to want to do more of you and do business with you, you know, down the road. So that's huge. You know, personal brand is personal. It's getting to know people. I look at it as a way, of course, knowing who you are, but also humanizing our businesses, personalizing things. So that's why another reason I'm, I'm so pushy about them, if you will. I don't want just entrepreneurs to do them. I want everyone to do it. Employees having personal brands because I have people DMing me like, hey, how do I do my personal brand while I'm still working for a company? And, you know, of course, it's going to be under the company guidelines and stuff, but put yourself out there, craft your narrative, make yourself your own best advocate because no one else is going to do it for you. There's so many benefits of getting out there, you know, and my main thing is we can't help people unless, you know, they know how much we can help them and we step out there to, to help them. And so they know us, say top of mind. Exactly. So this has been such a great journey because you've been doing this 16 months. You're now into something new and exciting. You DM'd me about last week and you mentioned it earlier. Tell us what your new business is going to be, if you can tell us, right? Yeah. So it kind of came out of left field, which is probably a good thing. So that's kind of the side comment there. Like, don't try and put a square peg into a round hole, just let things come to you. And when you play the long game, the right opportunities do kind of present themselves. So I've had actually three people approach me for the need for coaching to help with their online presence, figuring out how they want to appear in the most genuine way, and also basically building a personal brand and that online presence without trying to boil the ocean. So I think a lot of people think that they need to go give a massive TED talk, or, yes. you know, start some sort of great live event that's like really, really intense and very anxiety inducing to build a personal brand. You don't. There's really tiny things that you can do to kind of put your feet in the water without, you know, drowning yourself. So that's going to be kind of my focus. So I have, yeah, three people that have approached me. I'm super excited. Going to be doing some sort of a coaching program around that. Down the line, I'd love to be able to do, you know, some sort of masterminds, live events, courses, something like that, essentially productize myself. But yeah, super exciting. First time I'm really talking about this, a little scary, but I'm excited to take the next step and finally actually share what I've done and help other people who I think really need their voice heard. Oh, I love that. And, you know, the fact sometimes our struggles end up being our best assets. Your struggle, your story is now positioned you for success to help others doing the same thing. So we're always kind of positioned to be our own avatar. You know, face it, people go to, like you said, the founder's goal because they see an injustice or something. You're doing your thing because you saw the need and, and people follow that. So another reason to put yourself out there and look where it's landed you. So I'm sure, would you probably wouldn't trade what you did, even though you had some struggles, right? You wouldn't trade anything, no, right? Yeah, most painful and rewarding journey of my life. Highly, highly recommend. That's so awesome. Well, before I tell people where or we let uh, people know where they can find you, I always ask, what's your personal or professional mantra? 
that you want to share with our listeners here that will help them along their entrepreneurial journey and building their personal brand? Super simple. So transparency attracts opportunities. Literally as simple as that. The more transparent you are, the more people know what you do and how you do it and what you're like. And that literally attracts opportunities. As long as you're transparent, sometimes you don't even have to lift a finger. People will just come to you. And that's when that's the best way to find the right fit people. So transparency oh, a, attracts opportunities. That's a really good one. And even more so this day and age. So wonderful. Well, tell us everyone, if we want to follow you, sign up for your email list, learn more about your coaching program, your freelance writing for project management industry, tell us where we can find you. Sure. So um, obviously LinkedIn, so super active on there. I'm a little bit active on Twitter and I'm trying to get better at it, but LinkedIn is definitely my main channel. Sign up for my newsletter at lenisasardich.com forward slash newsletter. You can read all my past archives. If you're not sure whether you want to sign up, just get the info for free. The coaching stuff, maybe just DM me for now because I don't have anything, all the infrastructure set up yet. Same for freelance writing, just DM me. We can work something out. So doing a bit of an MVP right now with, with my services, but eventually yes. I'll have it all perfectly presented on my website and my LinkedIn. Yeah, I have yet to well, on LinkedIn. Well, I can't wait to see this evolve. Keep us posted on your journey and congratulations on your journey. It's very exciting when we have so many nuggets here to share. So I thank you so much for your time today. I'm Michelle Griffin and I'm your host and I want to continue to promote and to encourage you to put yourself out there, build your personal brand because when you do, you get noticed, you get known and you get results. So thank you everybody. It's been a pleasure and I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks, Michelle. Thanks so much for tuning in today. You know, we definitely need more impactful entrepreneurs like you out there. So if you'd like to learn more about how I can help you build your personal brand to grow your business, please check out yourbrandyourbusiness.com. And until next time, you have a brand to build, a message to share, and people to impact. Now go put yourself out there and watch the business of you grow.